Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Ladies, it's pimp too, go on, brush your shoulders off. Hands meet your 
be holding position in the kitchen with soda. I just whipped up a watch, trying to get me a rover. Trying to stretch out the cover like a wrestler. Yes, sir. Keep the heck of the close. You know the smokers are tension, but like 52 cards went out. I'm through dealing now. 52 bars come out. Now you feel them now. 52 cards roll out. Remove selling in case 52 bras come out. Now you chilling with a boss. Bitch of cards, FC on the sleeve. At the 4040 Club, ESPN on the screen. I play the grip for the jeans. Plus the slippers is clean. No chrome on the wheels. I'm a grown up for real. No change, I can change, I can change, I can change. Folks, is, is there anybody better than Mr. Jay-Z? I mean, for, for real, what a, I, you know, I mean, what are you going to say? It's amazing. Uh, this is So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. This is your Wednesday episode. I took Tuesday off. I'm trying to take a day off a week. Uh, and sometimes I don't do that. Like two weeks ago, I did five. And there's so much I want to say to you. In fact, I was compiling a list and it's too much already. It's too much. It's too much. There is too much good stuff to talk about, folks. We're not going to get to it all today. Uh, 
Because we have a legend here today, folks, and we have a recap of one of my favorite shows that usually not a lot happens, but I love talking about it. Of course, I'm talking about Summer House and the legend, of course. The legend, Countess Luanne de Lesseps. I mean, come on. First time over here at So Bad It's Good. Couldn't have been lovelier. Um, and uh, you know what I, I realize when you talk to legends, I'm just going to keep saying legends, is that you probably heard her talk. Uh, obviously, you've heard her talk to other people. You've seen her on the show. You've done all that. But what was so exciting is that I want you to listen to her talk with me. Like, it's just, I I think maybe the enjoyment might come for you of just, um, is that I just truly geek out at those moments. I truly am like, like, I'm just, it, it's, um, imagine somebody tensing their body for 30 minutes. That's what I'm like in an interview when I'm excited. <laughs> she was great, actually. She was very nice. She's out on tour and we're going to, we'll tell you about the tour. And, and I think there's still like three nights or four nights at a venue in Los Angeles. I was thinking about doing a so bad it's good meetup, uh, with, with Angelinos, because that would be fun. It's a, it would be, could you imagine we just, we just go balls out at a, at a Luann show at a, at a Countess Cabaret show. Are you kidding me? It would be amazing. Um, thank you so much. It was my birthday on Monday. Uh, and I thank you for all of your well wishes. It's one of these weird things. I think there's probably some diagnosis for it, but I'm one of those people and you guys know me by now that I have such a weird thing with attention, you know, like I, I hate getting attention yet at the same time I do things that seem like they could be attention getting or, you know, it seem a little needy maybe. <laughs> so it's so, it's so hard to accept so much love. And I got to tell you, it blew me away on Monday. I, I have not even gotten back to uh, so many people that took the time out to, to to wish me a happy birthday. So if that was you, I'm so sorry I've not gotten back to you. Uh, I had my parents in town, and that is just its own ball of wax. I think I might do a Patreon episode of just the whole journey uh, with Bill and Becky Bailey because it was it was a journey. Let's let's just put it that way. It is interesting to now be have been on this earth old enough and I guess so my birthday it you know wasn't didn't do anything crazy but it was really nice um you know I'm kind of in this space now where I just want extreme aloneness after hanging with them for the last you know bunch of days I just need quiet um but it's so you know it it was nice I don't know we we went to the new uh, Academy Museum. They built this uh, museum, the 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 Academy, who you know, of course, does the Oscars, and they bu- built this beautiful museum by the LACMA in Los Angeles, and it was just really cool. And I, uh, I didn't have the, I, you know, I, I, I didn't. I know my my roommate told my mom that that I should go there, and and it was really cool. Like it was, it was, and I forgot, and I didn't forget, but um, I just. I love movies, you know, we talk about TV all the time, but I was a kid that loved movies. And I got to tell you, there were certain exhibits there that were just magical. And I became a member. I'm a member of a museum. Look how fancy I am. And it was just really nice. And when you go to a museum, right, don't you picture yourself in like another world? All of a sudden you're like, you know, you're like, you're like the countess. You're, you're classier, you know, you're, you're around art, you're around ideas. You're willing to learn when you're at a museum. You're like, let me learn something here. And it was really nice. And then I sat out and, and we had a, a glass of wine 
in the outside cafe. And then we had a really nice dinner. And then I ended, uh, I ended my birthday by doing two of my favorite things. I watched summer house and then I watched, uh, episodes of selling sunset or by the way, I'm going to change the name of this podcast from so bad. It's good to just selling sunset because this show is just horrible. There is no guys. I, I, I think I'm so obsessed with selling sunset because there's not a moment that's real. There is not one moment that is real. This thing will be studied one day. It is so, I, I keep saying glossy and loud, and it is all of those things, but these people are genuine robots. I think we will find out at some point that this show was entirely CGI. It's like it's like Avatar, or that all of these uh, people are robots. I think this might be our first ever full robot cast. You're telling me Chriselle's a real person. No, there's no way. No way. Those little bald dudes, there's no way those people are real. No way. And and I'm just like, either they're really bad actors or this is how they genuinely live their lives. And I'm just like, I'm too messy. I'm like, I'm there's no I'd be stumbling in a scene, I'd come in, I'd spill something on myself, or I'd overeat at one of the dinner functions that they never seem to eat at. I mean, we saw the marriage, you guys, of uh of the Tariq Tarek and Heather. And by the way, Heather's voice in this, if you don't watch Selling Sunset, I, I don't I don't even know if I should tell you to watch it. Like I just want you to go in if you if you if you're watching this because you heard something I say on this podcast, just know that it is bad. I'm I'm telling you to watch something that is genuinely bad. Like genuinely bad. But at the weird I have a theory. Okay, so I don't <laughs> I don't know if your if your parents are like mine, and not even so much my mom, it's my dad. Like, he started watching this show, Big Bang Theory, which is like a half-hour sitcom on CBS years ago. It's been around forever, I guess. But all of a sudden, I remember, like, about a decade ago, maybe, you know, he was like, this Big Bang Theory is pretty funny. And it's not like my dad's, like, a big sitcom watcher. And, like, every time I go home, he's watching Big Bang Theory. It's like, and I watch it with him, and it's fine. It's, it's... You know, the actors are good. I mean, it's fine, but it's nothing. Like, I'll watch The Office with him, and I'll, I'll laugh. And I've watched things with him, and, and I've laughed. And I think I have a, well, I don't know. You could argue if I have a sense of humor or not. But it is just not great. But there's some, I, I have this theory that they have put something in the show Big Bang Theory for adults, for, like, like older, you know, for parents that that like zone them out or something you know it's like when my nephew connor when he was a baby we would put these uh like video these kid videos in from you know just like the teletubbies or something and he would just like zone out immediately and that's like my dad with big bang theory and i was like this fucking selling sunset is using the same technology to suck us in because it's not good folks like literally like i said the other day i feel like i'm in the matrix when i'm watching this i feel like i'm suckling from some kind of weird teat that that is just feeding me crap and i'm just like yes more please have no feelings and like i know it's all wrong i know this isn't real i you know and and i just yell at the screen i like it's like a sports game where i'm like come on Chriselle, it's fake as fuck like i keep yelling like all oh, these people are so fake these people are so fake it's it's almost like the Truman show where I want one of them to wake up and go, yo guys, this isn't, can you stop Mary? You're just being fake. This isn't like, 
come on. I just need somebody to admit. I need I need the police to step in. I need somebody to shut this thing down and to be like, yo, like I want it on camera that they that they admit this is fake. And a news story that came out on Monday, they're filming their first ever reunion, a Selling Sunset reunion, which I I can only imagine the question is going to be like, is this real? Like, it's like that's the only question I want to know. Um, but Tan France, you know, the guy from uh, Queer Eye, he's the host, which it always feels weird when they do a reunion on any other show besides Bravo. Like, it's a full-on copy. I'm sorry. You can have whatever feelings you want about Andy Cohen, but they really, Bravo and Andy put reunions on the map. They made reunions a thing, and I feel like it's almost copyright infringement when other people do it. And it's like, uh, no offense to Tan France, I'm sure he's going to be great, but... It's just going to be weird because they're fake as hell anyways. You want somebody holding their feet to the fire. You almost want like a Spencer Pratt or a young Ryan Bailey to get in there to be like, yo, what the like that's if me as a host would, I would literally be like, what the hell is going on? I would just look at each one of them dead in the eye and I'd be like, look at me. What's going on? Why are you doing this? What is, is, the, is any of this real? Please let us know. And I would just, I would plea and I would just be like, Brett and Jason or Jason, I'd get the two bald guys confused. And I would be like, just tell me man to man, little man to man is please tell me this is fake. Please tell me this isn't your real life. It is such a sad, sad life. If this is real, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, there's no, like, there's nothing like I want to literally, I would pay at this point to see one of them take a poop. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just don't even, it's like they all have Barbie parts. Like there's no actual, you know what I'm saying? It is fake. There is nothing real. And it's bugging me because these people are so vapid and like, so the thing is the show might be real, but just they're fake already. So then, or it's double, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm just way too confused. And I've been thinking about this way too. I just, I finished the final episode uh, today. That's what I, you know, spend my time doing is finishing uh, a season of Selling Sunset. And I just, the the very, the finale, you guys, has like a montage of like, you know, people going on with their lives and spoiler alert, you know, Chriselle and Jason break up, which I know, you know, it's like the, you know, Jack and Rose from the Titanic, you know, like, oh no, I love them together. Like it was, It's like, okay, cool, moving on. Um, and they have this like montage where it's like Christine is like staring out the window and just like, I don't how do you even shoot this? These are like so set up shots. Like the reality of reality television, remember, is that the camera crew got hired for the day, you know? So they have a a plan of action in store. It's not like Summer House where the cameras are on all weekend. You know, they're scheduling shoots. And the way this thing is lit, you know, if you guys don't know a lot about lighting, is that it takes so much work to make it that that glossy they there's lights everywhere and it's just like any place they go into you know they have been setting that place up for a while so nothing truly spur of the moment could ever happen on a show like selling sunset i mean i just i really i want a documentary on the making of selling sunset i think that i want a reality show about making the reality show selling sunset that's what i want but it's very important we pay attention to this. This is Pop Culture 101, baby. And that's why our guest today, uh, Countess Luann, I don't even... Is it all right to keep calling her Countess Luann? I just... It's just so in the DNA of housewives and of just, you know, her name is 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 Miss De La Seps or Miss, I mean, what... what I it's so weird. I just, but I want to call her Countess. I want to call her the Countess. And I think that still shows a good deal of respect. But she 
Like, you know, remember the old days of New York, like when it was like real, like you got the sense these are real people in a real world um, before reality shows kind of took over, before Bravo was even as big as it is now. I just think it's fascinating. I would love to watch Selling Sunset with Countess Luann. Wouldn't that be amazing? I would love to get her hot takes on all of this mess. But what I was saying was that they filmed the reunion and Christine Quinn supposedly did not go to the reunion because she had COVID, right? Okay. So... First off, why do the effing reunion? <laughs> like, literally, why do the reunion? Christine is the only person in this show that actually has conflict with people. And I'm not even saying, I'm not even a Christine fan, really. I mean, like, listen, she's obviously, I don't even know how to, like, she's a different kind of fake. She's like, but she's a, a rabble rouser. She likes to, to get things started or something. But it's hard with people like that that are, you kind of get the sense that they're just willing to lie about anything. So you're just like, well, I mean, it's not that entertaining because you can't, it's just not fair. You can't just make up things and then, like, that's considered the truth when it's just a blatant lie on her part. Uh, if you guys have seen the show, I think you know what I'm talking about. But so she didn't show up and I'm like, why would you still have a reunion then? Like just so everybody can get in the same room and tell them, tell each other they look pretty again. Like what, what, like, what are we doing? Why are we even doing this? The the weird thing is Amanza, who's been on the show before, she actually wasn't at the reunion either, but she Skyped in because she had COVID as well. Now, Christine did not, uh, Skype in or whatever they, 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 you know, via satellite or whatever it's called. And the other twist, so she has COVID supposedly, but then on Monday, TMZ reports and has a picture of her filming a commercial with Melissa Gorga. And yo, didn't she have COVID? So either Christine is lying about having COVID or she's not obeying COVID restrictions, which on shoots in LA, I've done a couple shoots in this past you know year and they're very strict about testing uh, things like that. And in the picture, we see uh, other people around her in masks, but Christine isn't. Now, my money, if I was a betting man um, and I was willing to bet away my last $100, which is what I have in the, my account right now, $103, is I would bet it on um, – I would bet that she was lying. I would bet that she was lying about the COVID. I bet she, she didn't want to come, which is just weird because she would have kind of made the reunion legendary. I think it's so weird. I think Christine will not be coming back for Selling Sunset Season 6. I mean, honestly, I don't even know if there should be a Selling Sunset Season 6, even though there will be. Um, but I, I think she's going to be let go. Or, or I just don't know why not show up to this. And then, you know, she Christine seems like she plays by the beat of her own drum, but I don't even know what kind of drum that is, you know? She has a book coming out, How to Be a Boss Bitch, in a couple months which is like, yo, we got to chill with the books, right? Can we all make an agreement? We got to chill with the book. Let's, you know, maybe chill for a year of all Bravo books. And let's read them first. And then, you know, we got to schedule these things out. It's too many reality show and Bravo books out there. And by the way, we talk about that with Countess Luann. That's an actual book that I would like to read. Dude, do you guys remember when we talk about this, when Bravo did before they were housewives, they only did one of these and it was Countess Luann's story. And it was fascinating. You're like, they're going to make a lifetime movie of this one day. If you saw it, you know what I'm talking about it. If you didn't, you got to go find it because Luann had an up, like Luann has a crazy origin story. It's like Batman with, you know, less, you know, less dark, but which by the way, we did it folks. They announced today, Batman two, 
The sequel has been greenlit. Director Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz are all back. Colin Farrell. Uh, but they announced that today at uh, CinemaCon in Las Vegas. Okay. You get so much little pop culture information if you just kind of listen to the show. Like You'll get little nuggets here and there. Anyways, highly re- recommend Before the Housewives. Luann's story is fascinating. I only got like 28 minutes with her, and that's eight more minutes than I thought I was going to get. So I would love... I mean, this is my my hope, my dream for this year, my birthday wish. I was one of those annoying people that actually did one of those when I had my little cupcake with the candle. I actually did a birthday wish. You know, like those annoying ones where you see on reality shows where they're like, give me a second, give me a second. And then they think of the wish and they're like, and then they blow out the candle. And they're like, yes, that was me. I was very dramatic. Um, But my wish is... For this to keep going well so I can interview people like this and so I can gain kind of uh, rapports with these people so they can open up more to me. And I can actually, I'm just so curious about a lot of this stuff. Really, truly, I'm curious. And I think that is one of the coolest things. uh, Why It is why this is one of the coolest things I ever get to I've ever got to do in my life. And I was thinking about that when I was hanging out with my parents um, at that, you know, I was just like, wow, this is, you know... For as hard, you know, for as much work as this is, you know, it's just been so nice to actually have something to have your little corner of the world that they, I have so many dreams for, and uh, I'm really excited about the future. So I'm just not excited about selling Sunset. I mean, but I am kind of excited, you know. I just kind of flop. Uh, speaking of books. We're going to talk about this in a news story later this week, but Stassi Schroeder's second book, Off With Her Head, which I believe is going to be dealing with her cancellation, her supposed cancellation, which I don't think she's been canceled, is released uh, today. And uh, Maritza, she's already listening to the audiobook, and she's been texting me complaining about it. And I'm like, why are you even listening to this if you don't? If you don't like her, but by the way, that's true power that Sassy has. That somebody that doesn't really even like her is listening that bought the audiobook. I mean, that's why we were talking about Tinks the other day on Monday with Sophie. Is that like these influencers or something like that, man? It's like that's the that I mean, I don't even know. I don't think I could ever have that kind of power, but it would be so like people that are actually just even not liking you and willing to spend money on you. It's wild. It's wild. Um, so, but she says in the book, and I think she did an interview today. She did an interview today on the Morning Toast with, uh, forgive me if I get her name wrong. It's like Claudia Oshry, I think. She has a huge podcast, and they do a, like a. I think they do it every day, and they do it live. I think, and I always see pictures of them in a studio. I'm not really sure. If somebody listens, explain it to me. Oh, in fact, my friend Amy, who listens to this show, listens to that. Um, oh, man, I want to be... Do I want to be Claudia Oshry? Is that who I want to be? God, I got to I gotta really get it together. But Stasi was on there, and I guess she said, you know, and, the, and I saw this all over Twitter today about this was breaking news, that Stasi confirmed that you know, a couple of years ago for pandemic, before Stassi got fired, they were splitting the show into two shows, Vanderpump Valley and then Vanderpump Rules, which would focus on the new bar staff and Vanderpump Valley would be all the OGs. 
Okay, that's huge breaking news, right? It is not huge breaking news. I fucking broke that news months ago with Tom Sandoval, who says it on this podcast. I gotta find I gotta find a publicist or something, man. Like there is such good things that these guests say, or that I, uh, in my feverish uh, way of talking, uh, said. I mean, I've got to I've got to get a public. I've got to get somebody that goes. This person said this over on the So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey podcast. I don't know if that makes me sound really conceited. It's not conceited, but it's like, I'm proud of this. I'm proud of this. I want people to know about it. I want people to know that we actually do get to break stories sometimes. And, and this is a place to come and, and you'll get treated fairly. Um, so if anybody is a publicist out there, please, please help me. <laughs> oh my God, get this. You guys, isn't it funny? I just start talking and then I'm like, I just completely abandon the game plan because I'm just so excited to talk to you. And the scary thing is it takes three hours for me to get in the mood to talk to you. Isn't that wild? Nothing against you guys, but it's just like, I know once I get there, it's going to kind of be opening up and I don't know what's going to like, what thing is going to come into my mind. Like I have an outline. Um, but then when you start talking, you know, everything different happens than it's all then, then it's on the outline. Um, but tomorrow I get to wake up and I get to be on, Heather Holla Thompson's podcast in my heart. She was on my podcast uh, a month or, month or so ago, and then she asked me to be on hers, which I was like, is this a joke? Because her podcast isn't even about reality shows. It's like about, you know, inspirational things and personal growth. And I'm like, what am I going to like do fart takes or something, you know? But, you know, they, they're such pros at their podcast. I did a pre-interview. I had to like send over a, a, a bio um, and it's like a whole thing. And I'm, I'm very excited to talk to Heather Holla Thompson. I mean, I mean, she's talked to Beyonce's mom for the love of God on her podcast. So when that comes out, I'm going to need you guys to listen to it because I am not going to be, I want, <clears throat> I want to get her. Basically, I don't want to be the least listened to Heather Thompson podcast of all time. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't want her to regret. I, I, I want to show her. The power of the baddies. Oh, it just never feels natural. Hey, baddies. Um, so I get to do that. Then I get to talk to a really great TikToker because I'm getting more into TikTok. I'm talking to her about a lot of pop culture stuff. And then I'm doing a couple hour meeting with Meditza and Sandra about organization for the podcast because it has been a week and a half and we have all these plans we're in the middle of. And then I get to watch the Kardashians and record a Kardashian podcast. And I was like, this is pretty cool, man. Like, I can joke about this being sad all the time, but that's pretty fucking cool. Like, I'm telling you that if I was a kid and I could explain to him who the Kardashians were, you know, because they didn't exist when I was growing up, I think he'd be really excited. He'd be really like, wow, you're really doing good. <laughs> uh, also, um, if you were seeing me less and less on Instagram, it is because I have uh, been shadow banned. If anybody from Instagram is listening, please remove the shadow ban. What you shadow banned me for is not even right because it doesn't make sense. I kept went back and checked, but there's no place to argue it because I argued it once and they said, like, I think a computer just scans it. They think I posted a nude photo and I just posted a, a, a girl that was holding a sign at Coachella that said, I quit my job and now I sell feet pics. And it was really funny. And that's what I posted. And they said, 
they are restricting my account until July 18th. I can't wait July 18th. I'm already losing. Fo- no new followers come in. Like it's like a sieve. They just like just shut it off. And I know it's really petty to bitch about, but come on. It's like, it's like part of like what I've existed on this last couple of years in terms of creativity and stuff. And you're driving me over to TikTok. So anybody in the Instagram family listening, please help, help me out, bro. Come on, come on. Um, I'm going to have my mom call you guys uh, Instagram, and then you're not going to like it at all. Let's see here. We're going to get right. <laughs> Hi, you guys. Happy Wednesday. Uh, let's see here. This is the stuff we're going to talk about uh, through the rest of the week. We're going to get into Luann right now. Then we're going to uh, come back, and we're going to go right into a summer house recap. Remember, there are timestamps. If you wanted to skip right to Luann, if you want to skip right to summer house, and then go back to Luann, you can do that with the timestamps. It's all gravy. But this is the stuff we have to talk about. Uh, the rest of the week, we're going to talk about BravoCon. BravoCon has been announced. They are doing this once again. I believe the dates are October 22nd through 24th in New York City. Now, they announced at the uh, the same time last year, um, and then they had to shut it down because of COVID restrictions. Oh, I'm sorry, October 14th through October 16th. They had to shut it down last year due to COVID, but this looks like it is going to go full steam ahead. They just announced that this morning. I'm, I didn't make any kind of meme or I remember being really excited last year, but I don't know. I'm tentatively excited. I also might be having a little bit of a Bravo burnout because it's just never ending, but it would be such a cool thing to meet, you know, all of us. That would be awesome. I would love to do. Uh, meet up or something, but who knows? I, I hope I can get to go. It would be nice, but who knows if I can. But are you guys going to go? Let me know what everybody's thinking. It just will be a, a lot of money, and, and uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It would be nice to cover it for the show, too. There are so many pluses to it, but it's one of those things. It's in October. It is just, I'm like, oh, my God. I just, my summer body's not, my BravoCon body's not ready yet, you know? Oh, man. I have... We'll see. So we got that. Uh, Real Houses in New Jersey. The season finale was tonight. Next week, the reunion starts, and we will talk about the reunion preview um, on Friday's episode. But, and we'll talk a little bit about the finale, but I, I, we had a flash of Louie being a jerk at the, the end. Oh, my God, my poor voice. I have to keep stopping because my allergies are so bad that it gives this little tickle in the back of my throat now. Do you guys get this with allergies? I don't know. Anyways, the Jersey finale, it's just like, uh, the reunion looks great, but the finale, the finale was just so, so for me. You know, I just, it just doesn't add up to the sum of its parts. The same thing with Orange County, which we're finally going to have the final reunion tomorrow. And then we put Orange County to bed for the season, which I'll be recapping on Friday, uh, along with a bunch of news stories. But it was kind of disappointing. It was kind of lackluster, the finale. And I'm so curious. It's one of those things, and it's horrible because I think this is a very real relationship. But I think we're all kind of looking over our shoulders for a Louie to do something completely batshit, like we all know he's capable of. So it's really horrible because you're like, ah, Teresa, for as misguided as she can come off, she's not a bad person. So you're just like, damn, I hope it's one of those things like, I hope he's not what everybody 
that's been in a relationship with him up to this point has said he is? Like, is that is that possible that this is like he found the one or he just finally was like, I'm finally getting the attention I need. And now, you know, I don't know. Narcissism is wild. Um, folks, you know what else is wild? Our next guest. Woo, look at that segue, you guys. Um, now, if you uh, have listened to this show at for any length, you'll know that I have been to two Countess Luann shows in my life, or two Los Angeles shows, which I get to tell her to her face or through Zoom. And I had two of the best nights of my life. This, it is just a really fun experience going to one of her shows. I highly recommend it because it, like BravoCon, it puts us in touch with each other. And this is just such a great group of people. This is a great fan base of smart, funny, very hot people that all love the same stuff. And I'm telling you, you are going to meet a group of us at each one of these shows. Uh, her cabaret tour dates um, are April 30th. Uh, she's doing Feinstein's 54 Below, which she's done a bunch of shows at so far in New York. June 2nd at the Queen Elizabeth Theater in Toronto, Ontario. She's there on June 3rd as well. On June 4th, she's going over Montreal. And you can get all of these uh, tickets at countessluann.com. Uh, June 9th, she's at the Bogue Theater in Vancouver. June 10th, the Showbox at Seattle, Washington. June 11th, the Palace of Fine Arts at San Francisco, California. Luann, you are doing a lot of back-to-back -back dates. I'm telling you, man. You got to... Okay, here's a break. June 23rd, she has a nice little two-week window there. June 23rd through June 26th, four nights in a row, she is doing a four-night stand at the El Rey Theater in Los Angeles, California, which is a beautiful venue. But four nights, like, Countess, what are you thinking? Should I go to everyone? Should I go to everyone? The last time I did that, I went to see four nights of LCD Sound System at the Palladium. Whew, that would be pretty... Luann would be up there if it was like uh, most concerts you've seen in a row. It'd be like LCD Sound System and Countess Luann de Lesseps. Um, but I'm really excited. So you can get the tickets at CountessLuann.com. It is very much worth it. It's called Countess Cabaret. Uh, it is uh, Vanity Fair describes it as a perfect evening, and I would describe it as that as well. She's doing a new uh, a new set list, which I saw the old set list, enjoyed it. New set list, new stories, all of that stuff. And also, you know about her Fose, her Fose Rosé. You can get that at drinkfose, F-O-S-E.com. And just know, this is a very uh, general conversation it's fun. I think you'll get some laughs at it. Uh, it is not an intense conversation. Uh, I don't really, uh, I don't like to be that person. Uh, so sorry if that's what you're looking for, but I think this is really great. And I had such a new appreciation for Luann after I saw her on uh, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip on Peacock. I thought it was really great. And I just enjoyed the small amount of time I got to speak with her. And I truly look forward to speaking to her again. So ladies and gentlemen, Truly, a legend of the stage and screen is with us today. So without further ado, Countess Luann de Lesseps. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to iHeartRadio. So bad it's good. Today we have somebody that's so good. It's, they're a legend. I mean, we are talking to a legend today. If I could tell you two years ago that I would be talking to this person, I would say, get out of town. You are lying. You are making this up. I want to point out, I have seen our next guest live two times in Los Angeles. And the second time she sold out a venue that most rock acts do not sell out at this point. Um, uh, she has two things that I want to talk about today. She is back on tour again. And I told you a year ago, I said, I will know when this country is getting back to normal when this person goes on tour again. They are on tour again. And uh, she's got a new non-alcoholic sparkling rosé, which we've heard about before on the show, Fose Rosé. Uh, Countess Luann De La Seps, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ryan. Wow, what an intro. <laughs> I could keep going. I mean, you truly, do you know how much you mean to people? Do you know how much? Oh, that 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 warms my heart and really humbles me because, you know, I love my fans. I always say that they turn it out when they come to my shows. They get dressed in Giovanni. They got their sequins on. They got the statement necklaces going. You know, they turn it out for me, and I love that. And um, so it's just great to be back performing live after what we've been through and you know, to be coming back to Los Angeles as well. You know, I'm playing the El Rey in June. At, you with, you have like, I think you have like three or four nights. You have four nights at the El Rey. I think I'm going to go to all four. You're going to be my new Grateful Dead where I'm just going to follow you on every show. I said like you do four nights and that is a beautiful theater in Los Angeles. Yeah, I, lo I, lo I love it. I've never played the El Rey. And as you said, you know, I, I sold out the Wiltern. It was packed to the gills. Yes, it was crazy. It was amazing. And I had a lot of celebrities there, you know, Molly Shannon came and Terry Hatcher and, you know, a lot of uh, big names came to see me uh, perform. My niece was there. Another big name, my niece, Nicole came <laughs> right there. And awesome to uh, see, to have them see me perform in, in a venue like that. I mean, that's where Madonna played. So uh, it was a big deal. And, um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, so happy to be coming back with an all new show. That's what uh, I wanted to know. How different is the show? Like I saw the first show you did in Los Angeles when it was in the, the basement of that jazz club, I think the Catalina jazz club and you were amazing, but it was really intimate and it was awesome. But then the Wiltern was a whole nother thing. Cause it was just such a huge venue with a balcony. Are you switching this show up? How is this different than previous iterations of your show? Well, so so I have a new director, Richard J. Alexander, who is iconic in in the business of uh, cabaret. Um, he's yeah, Kristen Barbara Chenoweth. Streisand, Kristen Chenoweth, Bette Midler. This person yes. has worked with them all, and now he gets to work with with people that are better than that. The Countess. <laughs> well, they call him the Diva Whisperer. He's amazing, um, and I'm very lucky to work with that caliber of directors. And so the show's totally different. You know, I don't have any guests anymore. Um, oh, you know, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm running the show. It's all me. Cause we found that the minute I had a guest, people were like on their phones, they weren't paying attention. You know, they, um, and as soon as I would come back, you know, they would be in it. So, so we decided, you know, not to have any guests. Um, I'm running the show. Um, are I'm you, wait, do you get nervous? Uh, do you, did you get nervous about the ass? Like, because, you know, being able to depend on other people, it gives you kind of a nice break within the show. Do you get yeah. nervous having to spearhead this entire thing now by yourself? Do you get nervous for things like this? Well, listen, you know, there's always a bit of nerves before you get on stage. You know, I, I, I'd i be lying if I didn't say that that was the case. 
But, you know, what I love about my show is all the music is really uh, picked by me. So even though I have the most incredible director, um, I pick all the music because I know what my fans, I know what I love. And so if I love it, I know my fans are going to love it. Um, and so I picked a lot of, you know, uh, popular music that I love and I make my own. Uh, so I change the lyrics. I, you know, I, you know, I mix different songs together. Um, you know, I always do a Q and A with my audience, which my fans love. So we get to talk housewives. Um, I show some amazing clips, um, from the past, uh, from the present, uh, <laughs> classic songs and, um, and, you know, and I've got video packages and it's just a really fun trip, uh, with me. You're basically in my living room and, you know, fasten your seatbelt, you know, I'm the hostess. And I'm going to entertain you, you know. I love, and, I, mean, I, I truly, I mean, you really do this. They were two of the, I go to so many concerts and they really were. I kept talking about on the show, some of the, the it was the, especially the Wiltern show was so much fun. Like your audience, the people that go to these things, that's what's great. Cause we get to see you and then we get to meet each other too. And it's like this really kind of great communal experience that I highly recommend for people. If you really want a fun night out. Right. Well, and that's what I love too. It's like, you know, when you go to a show, like you go to a Broadway show, you don't really have anything in common with the audience, right? Except for yes. the love of what you're seeing. But, the, you know, it's not water cooler talk. It's like, you know, you get to come, you get to, you know, you meet people who are like-minded into the Bravo world and universe um, and into the housewives. And so already you share this love and and stories that that you know, because, you know, you've seen it on television. you have you know gotten to know me through television or at least a part of me and what my cabaret show does is um you get to you know know a different side of me that you don't get to see on television so that's what i bring to the stage um there's a lot of you know great music uh great is it, does, it, does it ever worry you though like uh because we think we know you we think like after this many seasons of new york after you've shared and you've been so open about your life we all come and you're almost, and I know this sounds weird because you're above us in a lot of ways. We think of you as family. Like we think of you, like, is that kind of weird to be perceived that way where you could be walking down a street or, you know, and, and we feel like, you, you know, you've been in our living rooms for so many years now. How weird is that for you though, to deal with on a daily basis? Well, listen, you know, I, I just feel like I'm connected to the fans. I don't ever think of myself as, you know, as the, on a, another level. I no, mean, I do. I'm, I'm saying I think of you. I don't I'm, think you do. <laughs> I'm full of flaws, too. And, um, and you know, but, but I, you know, I love the, you know, I love the fans. And, you know, when people come up to me, you know, it's always very positive. You know, I oh, never yeah. get. You know, wait, wait, well, you're not Ramona, by the way. You're, you're Ramona, you're Ramona gets crap. You probably get everybody wanting to hug you or something, you know? I know it's pretty awesome. You know, the fans are great. And, you know, and I, you know, I love that. So I, you know, I get so much love from the fans. I always say I can trip and fall, and, and my fans will be like, that was done so elegantly, Countess. <laughs> so I feel like, did. you know what I mean? They make me feel welcome they make me feel comfortable because there is so much love in that room and uh and that makes performing a lot a lot you know easier for me because yeah. you know, i feel that love and 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 for me it just takes away you know any stage fright that i might possibly have you know i was i'm going to coachella this this weekend and i was like we need countess luann at coachella we need you at music <laughs> festivals we need you in a dance tent because that would be yeah. probably the coolest experience 
Uh, I want to talk about the Rose in a second, but I do also want to compliment you on Ultimate Girls Trip Season 1, which they put on Bravo after Peacock. But I thought this thing was amazing. Did you have fun making it? Yeah, I had a great time on that trip. I mean, I think they pulled out all the stops. uh, We had a huge crew. We had drones. You know, the visuals on that trip alone were just amazing. And it was only eight days, right? You were only there eight days or something crazy. You know, and uh, I've never seen turquoise water like that in my life. You know, we rode, of course, through it, you know, waist deep. It was it was pretty incredible. And, you know, I really got along with all of the girls. And um, I had a great time on that trip. It felt like old school housewives to me. Yes, you know, that, that's exactly it. That's it. Felt like, you know, housewives, you know, in the, in the good old days. And I think that's why, you know, with uh, what's happening with, with Roni, that uh, that they're doing that OG kind of uh, cast and, you know, and doing a new cast. But I think, you know, let's see what sticks. I mean, I think it's a great idea. I think it's good to see both, you know, different age groups in New York. Um, but I'm And it made you to- shine. It made you shine in a different way. Like, we're so used to seeing you on Old School Roni that this gave me a whole different appreciation of you. There was that one moment on the, the boat where you were kind of discussing your love life. And it was like this really beautiful, like you were being so open and real about like dating and all of this stuff. And I mean, that, of course, was when Ramona went downstairs and pulled that whole Ramona <laughs> thing. But it was really nice because I was like this like I forgot like I last season is whatever with Roni but it didn't get to showcase right. all of you ladies the way that I think this did and that's right. what I was going to ask is that are you potentially excited about the split I know there was a rumor you were doing your own show with E like where are we now because that's one of those things you you do belong like I, I just can't imagine Roni without you but at the same time I want you to be able to do what's good for you where are you now with all of this are well, you allowed listen. to say I, if they asked me back to do Roni, um, and I think they're calling it, what are they calling Roni it? Roni Legacy. Roni Legacy. 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 <laughs> asked back, I can't think of anything more fun than filming with all the OGs, you know, so I'm excited about that. And I can't, you know, uh, really confirm anything with E yet, but uh, we'll see what happens. So you'll know as soon as I, I know, know. We'll know. I just, it's one of those things that I can't imagine it without you, but I wanted to know if you liked the idea of a split or not, because it must've felt weird last season, even though it was in a pandemic season, it just yeah. didn't gel in certain ways. I don't know if you felt that during filming or did you feel that after you watched it? Well, listen, we filmed at a really difficult time. I mean, it was... Yeah was the election. It was Black Lives Matters. It was, um, you know, COVID. It was just, it was, it was a really difficult time to get through. And I think that affected it a lot. And um, I, did I really feel like that at the time? Not really. So I was kind of surprised at how the season up, Um, but I'm excited about, you know, the, um, the legacy um, show, because I feel like that's what people want to see. And I think the proof is in the pudding when they did that ultimate girls trip, they can see that people yes. really yes. want to, see, you know, the old guard and, you know, my dream cast is, you know, like Kelly Ben Simone and Jill Zarin and, uh, and Dorinda coming back and, you know, added to what we And are you already. still friends with all those ladies? Are you, do you talk? I mean, I know you're friends with Dorinda and, and Jill, but like, do you talk to Kelly Ben Simone? Do you, do you communicate? Sure. I see Kelly quite a bit. I, you know, I talked to Jill all the time. I had dinner with Dorinda the other night in New York. So yeah, we definitely see each other because we are real friends and that's what yeah. makes that friend group work. And, and I that's think what makes that's- reality shows work well when we can tell you guys actually have a real relationship with each other. And that's why it's exactly. so good. Um, exactly. 
exactly. Otherwise, they would just come up with a new cast and get rid of, you know, the OGs. But I think it's really important to uh, to bring back the OGs. And I think that's what people gravitated towards during the Ultimate Girls Trip. You're one of the only housewives that Bravo actually did an hour long special on a while back uh, called Before They Were Housewives. And, you know, you guys have to go watch this. We can't get into it right now, but you have such an amazing history of where you started to where you are now. Like, it's epic. It's like a movie epic where, you know, you're traveling overseas. You came from humble beginnings. Like, it is a wild story. And I had never seen an out. Like, it was so wild that they never did one ever again because I don't think anybody could top your actual story. Does it still blow your mind that journey from where you started to overseas to the count to this? Like, does it blow your mind or were you always as a kid of like, my life is going to be huge? Well, you know, it's so funny because I talk about this in my cabaret show that's coming up. So I actually talk about, you know, growing up in a small town and always dreaming of a bigger life. I never imagined, you know, of course, I would marry a French aristocrat or <laughs> or be a television star in Italy. You know, I speak <laughs> Uh, you know, I used to work for Berlusconi. Um, and did you, you know, go to an award show and they thought you were like Sharon Stone or somebody like that? That on YouTube, it's pretty amazing. It's amazing, actually. yeah. Uh, so I had I had a big career in uh, Italian television and. Uh, became a big star over there. And then, of course, I met my husband uh, and then had children. And But I never dreamed. I mean, and that, of course, was is the biggest carrot of, of everything is having two beautiful kids with such an amazing uh, family and the history that comes with that. You know, a lot of people don't know that Delaseps built the Suez Canal and started the Panama Canal and gave the Statue of Liberty um, to the United States. It was presented by Ferdinand Dulaseps. So a lot of people don't know the history. They think that I picked the Countess title out of a Cracker Jacks box or something. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's really a historical name. So now when I met him, I did not know of his, we got married two weeks later. We eloped. Yeah, so I really yeah. understand the, the gravity of how important the family was. So um, so to, to end up doing that and then coming back to the States and being cast as a housewife and, you know, and then doing a cabaret show. I mean, not in my wildest dream. So I actually- well, now, And you're also an entrepreneur. You've got this Fose Rose, this yeah. uh, sparkling Rose, Fose Rose. I mean, this is another thing. Did you ever imagine having your own brand of non-alcoholic sparkling Rose? You couldn't have imagined that, right? No, but, you know, I'm a manifester, you know, I, I manifest, I told myself, you know, by the time I'm 30, I want to be married and have children. And I was an Italian TV star at the time. I didn't know how that was <laughs> work, but it just kind of did. And, uh, and during the pandemic, you know, I wasn't drinking with my daughter who doesn't drink. And so we couldn't find anything that we liked. So this is where the idea of Fosé was born. Um, you know, I wanted to make something that, you know, that, you're not at the mercy of a mocktail artist because a lot of these mocktails are sugary. You don't know what you're getting unless you're in a fabulous place. Uh, and so there was really a void in the market for something elevated in a beautiful bottle that, you know, you're, you know, you order Fosé and you're done. I mean, it looks like, Oh, I have it right here. It looks like, <laughs> look, it just happened. Oh, see, have everybody, every girl would love this in their, on their counter. Like, come on. Well, and, you know, it's not only is it, um, is it in a beautiful bottle. It is filled with beautiful ingredients. You know, it's uh, natural tannins, 
oak, vanilla, rosemary, uh, chishanda that is good for your nervous system. So it's got great health benefits and it's also low calorie and it is delicious. So, you know, yeah. the proof pudding, which is, you know, people come to my show. I work really hard in my cabaret. So when they come, they're like, they're thrilled because it's, it's a great show. And when they get the Fosé, they're thrilled because it really is delicious. Um, and, and you, you don't, know, and you don't have a hangover the next day, which is as I get older, that's the worst thing about drinking for me now is that it just, the hangover is just too much. Like these are the things yeah. that actually uh, kind of take away the stigma. If you can actually drink something that's tasting good, that's beautiful, that has beautiful ingredients, that actually kind of is a really great option to have uh, when you go out at night. Uh, oftentimes it's just about having a drink in your hand, you know? Exactly, that's yeah. And, uh, and it's not for people, just for people that uh, don't drink. I mean, you can have a glass of rosé and have a glass of fosé and hydrate. You know what I mean? So you yeah, can yeah, yeah. mix. Uh, I've seen people put vodka in it. Um, uh, well, you, you, it's a good mixer as well. Okay, that's good. So you could actually do it, use it for both. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's great for, you know, women that are pregnant. It's great for spas. It's great for, you know, if you're not drinking for dry January or you're not, you know, choose not to drink for the night, you know. Uh, it's a great, it's a great option. I love uh, that. So I'm very proud of it. It's, um, it's, it's doing very well. And I just got distribution it's, on it. Yeah. Get I want here. this to do real, like, this is one of those things, like we support you. So we want to do this very well. So we got to go out and get this. We also got to go to see the shows. I only have a little bit more time with you. So I wanted to, uh, talk, uh, a, a couple more things. Uh, I said you were coming on to my listeners and the main, the number one question was is the government studying you because you're aging backwards like it really is truly ridiculous how like if you look at the earlier seasons you do look younger now than you do at the beginning like what's happening do we need to study you oh my god you're so funny right so you know listen uh, i think that the longer hair uh people are loving and and finding that i look younger with longer hair i don't know um i i actually am thinner than i was then too um, you know, what I do you attribute married. that? I mean, do you have an insane workout schedule? Do you, I mean, or is it just know, natural genes? Well, you know, part of it is natural genes. Part of it is that I do work out. You know, I don't insanely work out. Uh, I, you know, I like yoga. I'll switch it up with maybe a, a walk in the park or a run in the park. Um, I'm, you know, I just stay very active and I have a Mediterranean diet. I, you know, I try to eat, you know, just protein and greens yeah, and yeah. But I, you know, I'll have cookies. I'll eat, you know, like I, I'm not drinking. So I have a sweet tooth now, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got that. I had that the entire two years of the pandemic. It's really did not do me good, any good. Um, uh, the other thing everybody wanted to know is where are we on the love life? I was so, I was like, you, you kept talking about Garth and the, the lamb stew, the lamb curry last season, you, but we are very invested in your love life, uh, because you know, we want the best for you. Where are we now? Are you allowed to share any, anything about who you're dating? Well, you know, sure. I mean, you know, I, uh, I'm dating right now and, uh, I don't, well, you're not any on any apps. Are you, we couldn't find, if I go to New York, I couldn't find Countess Luann on like hinge or bumble or anything like that. Well, you know, no, I got off of the apps after the pandemic. I met Garth on on an app, yeah. but you know, I just feel like now that the now that we can go out and enjoy each other, you know, without the use of a you know a device, <laughs> um, it's quite nice. So I'm actually enjoying actually meeting people and 
um, and being set up by girlfriends. I actually ran, you know, ran into a, an old boyfriend of mine from England uh, that came to New York. And uh, so we had dinner. So I'm dating, you know, like I said, n- nobody I want to introduce to my kids just yet. But uh, listen, I'm very busy right now with my cabaret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, this summer is going to be it, Ryan. This summer is, <laughs> this, is this is the summer. Well, because I always just imagine like you going out, like, I mean, even we saw on the ultimate girls trip with that dude that Ramona was after. And then he kind of, it seemed like he kind of liked you, even if he was even going that way, kind of like you more. And I just wondered what that's like to go out with your girlfriends and you, I don't know how to say this politely of like, like if you are aging backwards, I just think if you go out with people like Ramona and stuff, you're going to get the majority of the attention. Does that ever, uh, is that ever weird for your girlfriends where they're like, we don't want to go out with you because you might get more attention than we will. Well, you know, I don't have girlfriends like that. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, you don't have 50 girlfriends like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Ramona, listen, she's a, she's a type, you know, you're, you're either Ramona or you're going to go for me. So so listen, I think that weeds out people quite, you know, nicely. Yes. Uh, and Ramona, you know, you'd be surprised. Ramona has no problem, you know, picking up guys, you know, so. <laughs> no, no, we've seen, we've seen. Uh, where are you with um, uh, Sonia lately? Sonia, I mean, Sonia has been traveling quite a bit. Um, I think she's been spending a lot of time, you know, doing appearances. She's doing her own little comedy show now. So I'm happy for her. Sonia and I are in, are in a good place and I love Sonia and I'm, always there to support her and she does the same for me. So we've got a great relationship. Sonia and I are old friends. Did you um, give her any advice for her cabberless? Because you've been doing this now for years and this is like, you are a pro at this and she is kind of in beginning stages of, do you, do you have any advice for her? Uh, what have you found through performing this cabaret? What, well, you know, my only advice is, you know, for her to uh, obviously to do the best she can do and, um, and be ready for it. You know, I'm a big preparation queen. I mean, if I, you can't, I'm like, I've got, See, that's, I, that got, she's showing me uh, notes for her. Um, and I grew up in theater and like, that is so, that makes me geek out so hard. Like I would love to see what Countess Luann writes down as show notes. Like, is your director intense too? Like, you got to pick up this cue here. You got to pick up that cue. Oh, totally. You know, he's, he's all about the showmanship and it's all about the dialogue and delivering the line when you need to deliver the line. So, you know, I work really hard at making my show professional and I, you know, I'm on the live nation tour at this point. And so, you know, to Sonia, I say, you know, prepared and organized is the key, you know, and know, know your lines and know your show, you know, sure. That'll be no problem. It'll be no problem for Sonia. She'll be organized. That's amazing. Um, uh, okay. So, uh, legacy, hopefully you will be on, we've got the Fose Rose, which I'm going to put all the information in the show notes. You guys, I will be pushing that also in my Instagram stories and I'll keep bringing that up probably once a month for the rest of my life. Uh, we also want to make sure we sell out this, this tour, you guys, it is okay to go out again. I swear to God, we just be safe. There's going to be four nights at the L Ray. We're going to do a, so bad. It's good meetup at one of those nights, which I will be announcing where we can all see the countess together. What, I mean, you are packed to the gills. Is there anything else on the manifestation board right now that you have not achieved that you're like, this is my next three years right here? Well, I mean, I always say, how cool would it be to have, like a housewife's view talk show. How much would you love to see that? I would right? love, I mean, yes, of course I would love that. Yes. I mean, that's what I was like. Do you ever like, are you pitching shows? And that's the other thing. 
all these flipping housewife books and we want your book. We saw you working on your book years ago. Leah just uh, did her book, Chaos Theory. We want the Countess Luann. That's a definitive story. I'm working on a memoir. Absolutely. Okay. So that's in the, that's in the future. The talk show would be great. Um, yes. And, you know, let's see what happens with, uh, with uh, the housewives and um, and other projects that I have in the works. So we need and maybe Countess Luann goes to space. Maybe we get you on one of those uh, Elon <laughs> Musk ships and we get you, you'd be the first housewife in space. That would be huge. Oh my God. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm insane. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know, Ryan, would you want to go to space? Want to go with me to space? Uh, yeah, that would be, by the way, that's really, that's on my manifestation board. Um, <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, are you anywhere with Ebony? Is uh, you guys talk at all? It seemed like she had a very rough entry into the housewives thing. And I know she was recently on a podcast and said, you know, you guys don't talk. Is that true on your end as well? And, you know, I have nothing against Ebony. I mean, we, you know, we landed all of us in a good place at the end of Roni. Yeah. So you know, I've got no beef with her and, um, and I only, you know, wish her the best. And let's are, see, you know, who's you are too nice. You are so, so very, very nice. Um, I just, I keep wanting to keep this going because I just like you so much, but thank you thank so much for this time because I've been watching you from day one. Uh, I remember the first time I saw you on the show and it, you just, this is so cool because you actually have, I want to point this out to everybody. She's got this whole other life outside of the housewives that I think is so cool. Like you were performing in venues that I see like acts that I've followed my whole life and you were there and you were selling them out. And it's just a really special thing that is very unique to you now. And I, I just can't wait for you to keep going with this. Um, you know, Brian, you know, when I first started cabaret, I had no idea that there was really a void in, in, in the world, right. In that, in that space, you know, I, I did this show because it was what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't realize that it would take this cabaret, you know, tour and space and, uh, and the universe. And I'm, you know, I'm thrilled because, you know, like Cheetah's gone and, and, you know, Liza and not gone, but you know what I mean? They're not performing now. Have you ever you met know? Liza? I, I wanted to know. Yes. Did you ever- yes. you did? I, you know, I went to Liza's birthday in New York. We actually, I met Liza the first time I did a show um, well, I was part of a show at Town Hall in New York City, which was for Broadway Cares. And that's where I met Billy Stritch, who's my yeah. musical director. Um, this time around, I have Brian Nash because Billy's on tour as well. So, But I met Billy Stritch that night. And my publicist goes, Luann, you just have to go on and sing that one song that you sang with Natalie Cole. Remember when I sang L-O-V-E? Yes, and we yes. totally. Goes, go on and do L-O-V-E, you'll be great. I walk in and it's Cheetah Rivera, Liza Minnelli, uh, and uh, Lucy Arnaz. I'm like, I'm gonna kill you. I would have, I would have, I would have walked right back out. Oh my god, I was so scared. And you know, I got and Billy Stritch goes, "Don't worry, Countess, I got you." And you know what? I I kind of killed it. And Liza, when I got off the stage, she goes, "Good job, honey," just like that. And uh, and it was an amazing night for me. And then I got invited to her birthday party. <laughs> See, those awesome. are the moments you'll never forget for the rest of your life, no matter how big you get. Like somebody like Liza Minnelli saying good. Yeah. I mean, 
that's it's that's truly incredible. And I think you're going to have a lot more people saying similar things in the future. So please keep on going. I love how you pick yourself back up off of any slip ups. You're all like, I really, truly admire you. And I think you have such a great message. So you guys, we've got to support and you better be on our TV screens again. You bet. And Bravo, if you're listening, I know some of you guys do. You better. This is should be centered around this person if we are doing this. Um, Luann De La Seps, this has just been such a huge honor. So thank you so much. Brian, thank you. It's been an honor for me too. I can't wait to see you. Yes, I know. Wow. We get a picture. Okay. Bye. Bye, Ryan. Thank you. Oh my God. Oh my God, you guys. I talked to the Countess. Wow. Give it up. Give it up. This is when I like to act like I'm on a radio show with a crew of people around me, like Amy Phillips over there at Sirius XM. She has people in the studio. And I, you know, I picture we're all looking at each other clapping and then somebody presses a sound effects button. That's the vision board dream. You guys, that is the vision board dream, but wasn't that exciting? Was I just, I thought that was so cool. You guys. Uh, so thank you so much to the countess, please. Like I said, go see those shows. And if you ever bump into her, say, I heard you on so bad, it's good. And uh, it's, a, it's the first time I ever heard about you. And I, I got into your show because of it. Real housewives of New York. <laughs> I, isn't it interesting and potentially scary that these ladies are left in the dark, you know, is that they don't know when the show's going to be going again and if they're going to be on the show. And it's, it's just got to be so weird because you think these people would be set almost. You think these people, you know, you're like, oh, these people are legends. And then you realize these people are just like us in just way different circumstances in some ways. I mean, we know about Luann's struggles. We, you know, we know about all of these things. We feel like we know her. It was so weird. I cannot tell you how weird of an experience it is to talk to some of these people. Like how many nights I've spent with Countess Luann, uh, you know, seeing her live and even on watching the show where, you know, we invite these people into our homes. We feel like they're family. So as nervous as I get sometimes to talk to these people, then you just realize you're like, oh my God, like, you know, I've, I've spent so much time watching you already. It's just the only difference here is that I'm actually, instead of yelling at the screen and you don't hear me, you're actually hearing me this time a little bit. So it is just a trippy experience that I hope you you guys can all experience one day. Are you guys ready for a little summer house? Do you, should we do it? Should we go crazy today? Should we be, it's going to be a long show, huh? Can we do it? We can do it, right? It's not, you know, no, we're not going to even do a commercial today. We're just going to get right into summer house. You guys, I do got to say some kind of sad is that uh, Summer House, next week's the final episode of the season. And then I guess we'll, we'll probably get, what will, we, what will we get, two two reunions, maybe three if Alex's eating habits get brought up. But, you know, I'm so sad it's over. But at the same time, it's time. Like, I think it's time. But I want to say once again, like I always do, this show, I just like watching them get ready. You know, it doesn't take much. Oh my God, I have to keep taking these stupid water breaks because my throat gets all tickly from the allergies. Anyways, what I was saying was that Summer House truly is that show where like I can literally watch them just sit around by a campfire or toss a football on the beach. And I sit there like a goofy three-year-old, like, yay, yay. Like, I'm so, I'm so, 
Like you would think I'd never watched TV before. Like I sit there with a smile on my face. In fact, on my birthday, had a couple glasses of wine, came back, watched Summer House, and I just remember because I've watched Summer House now a couple times because the first time you just you let it wash over you before you take the serious notes because notes take so long because you're pretty much writing down every line of dialogue these doofuses say and with Summer House is so many little small moments and scenes that it takes forever. Um, but I was just sitting there with like a shit eating grin on my face. You know, I was like, what a birthday. I'm like ending it with watching Summer House. Hell yeah. Like some people might think that was sad, but for me, I was like, wow, you did something right this year, buddy. You're watching, <laughs> you're watching Summer House with your folks. <laughs> Which by the way, my parents watched it. And they, uh, they're like, yeah, this is, you know, oh, this is that, that house summer show. Yeah. Uh, cause they came on Bill and Becky Bailey last season and did an episode. I made them watch it. So it's always fun. She, my mom goes, is that a, so the, the, I swear to God, she said this. and I didn't even, I didn't put her up to this. She said, is that an, that, an, that annoying girl's gone. Right. I think she was talking about Hannah. She goes, the, she goes, the annoying girl with the old guy is gone, right? And I, yeah, I was, like, I was like, damn. But I do have to say, you know, Hannah's going to be fine. I think her podcast is really big, and I think she's fine. I think she's, like, big on TikTok, and, uh, you know, she's fine. She's going to be great. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. But it's funny because the show did not miss a beat without her there. You know, like... I like, I think the concept of the show or the anti-concept of the show is so strong that it's just there. And people are like, well, Kyle made himself the ass this uh, this season. 
But like Kyle's been the ass every season in some capacity. And I say that with a lot of love because I genuinely like that goofy bastard. You know what I'm saying? I like him a lot. But it just didn't like the Hannah thing. Paige says something around the fire towards the end of this episode where she said, this summer has been the best summer and that we all kind of got along and, and things. And I just thought that was very interesting. I thought Hannah brought a lot of turmoil this past season and she wasn't ever able to give up the ghost and to truly apologize to move forward. So, uh, but, uh, but all in all, this has just been, uh, you know, as a man, I just want to say this has been a magical season. It really <laughs> I really needed this season. So this is season six, episode 14, and it's called Keep Prom and Carry On. Now, if I was a betting man, what I think they're doing is a little funny play on words because there's this saying over in London, England, keep calm and carry on. And what I think they did here, and I can't be positive, is I think they switched the word calm with prom because this episode is the prom uh now it's just like another dumb title it's really dumb and i really get offended when these titles come out um (laughs) also my mom says amanda has one of the best bodies she's ever seen in her life and i was like what i mean i don't know why are you even telling me this like also i will say this about my mom it is very hard to watch a tv show around her because she talks right over it like right over, you have to get like my dad. He must he must be really into meditation or something, because you have to have the focus, just intense focus to be able to watch a show around my mom. Like you've got to totally tune her out because it is like an ongoing monologue. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay, so keep prom and carry on. Like I said, horrible title. Um, so we always get Kyle going previously on Summer House, and then everybody's like. Uh, pages in the car with Sierra. It's like last weekend, we've got prom this weekend. We find out that Maya sent cookies to Oliver that said prom question mark. And Maya was actually asking Oliver to this prom. We see clips of Lindsay saying, I'm flirting with every man I lay eyes on this summer. We see the conversation between her and Amanda at the winery from a couple episodes ago. We see Carl saying in a talking head, I give Lindsay a lot of credit. We see Lindsay tell Carl that she's going to go to Mexico with a man she just met. And he's like, what? And she goes, YOLO. Uh, she's like, yeah, there's a string of dudes. Um, and Carl saying in a talking head, they're probably just not the right guy. Because we know that potentially Carl is the right guy. hey Uh Then we, of course, have sad Andrea in the preview going, you know, Lexi, this poor girl Lexi, I'm so broken hearted, you know. She don't want to have nothing to do with me. You know, I feel worse. I feel worse than before. <laughs> I swear to God, I think my kink is just watching Andrea cry now. I just, it's like Teddy Ruxpin. It's like a cute little it's a cute little stuffed animal that you're just like, Teddy, put your sunglasses on. Like Andre had special crying sunglasses this week. He was just wearing black sunglasses and you'd tell he'd been crying the whole time. And I'm like, this is so intense. It's so funny. It's like very palatable when Andrea cries. Cause I have this theory that good looking people can do anything better than us. <laughs> or me, you know, where I'm like, if I cry, you're like, Jesus, that guy looks like he's about to die. If Andrea cries, you're like, this is art. This is, this is high art. I really like this. Uh, 
Um, we find out that Luke is bringing an Instagram hookup, this girl he met in his DMs, Nicole. Uh, we see Carl ask Lindsay to the prom. Andrea asks Paige, he's like, oh, Paige, my first ever prom. Will you go with me? And the girls ask her upstairs, how's Craig going to feel? And Paige is like, I will tell Andrea that we are exclusively seeing each other, me and Craig. Um, Kyle and Amanda uh, talk about everything they have to do is last minute at this point, And their florist just backed out. We see the scene with Kyle asking Amanda's dad about the prenup. Um, and then we see Amanda talking to head said, you best believe I am not walking out of this relationship with nothing. Um, and then Kyle at last week's, uh, the dinner table that we to be continued on, he's like, I'm in a lawsuit. I'm $4 million in debt. The florist just quit. And you guys are talking about a prom outfit. I'm dealing with a little more substantial shit. And then walks out. And that's where we pick up. Then we, all of a sudden we see the summer house waves and it, somebody's written summer house on the beach and the waves come in. This is an ASMR podcast. That's waves. The waves. Uh, but I, I will always miss the summer house theme song. Like the fact that they did away with the summer house theme song. Like maybe they could do with 30 seconds last like 30 seconds less of the previously on summer house, because that thing by the end of the season is like five minutes. What I just went through, it just keeps going. But like, I would give up 30 seconds of watching Alex eat pancakes to, uh, to, to hear, to hear a song, you know, <laughs> to hear a nice little theme song. Oh, so Friday, 10 52 PM, they show the day and the date, the day and the, the day and the time. And Kyle goes, I want to leave. And Daniel follows. He goes, no. And he goes, let me leave. Let me leave. He's like, oh, fucking amp, man. And Amanda is just sitting there. Like, Danielle follows Kyle. And Amanda just sits there with the drink. She's like, yep, because you have bigger problems than everyone else here. And then we flash back to Kyle and Dan Danielle. And they look like they're in the woods somewhere. And he's like, I'm so mad. <laughs> and Daniel goes, I wish there was a punching bag here for you. <laughs> I like that she said that in two separate sentences. Danielle was like, I wish there was a punching bag here. Like she was just like, that's not enough. I need to specify it's for the person I'm talking to. For you, Kyle, for you. Not just for a nice, you know, punching bag in the woods. Um, Kyle goes, I want to throw up every day of the last three years. It's been stressful. I'm doing everything. And he's like crying. And she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Daniel goes, I knew something else was going on. And I, I have to mention at this point, Kyle is so worried about the investors of Loverboy, right? He's got to get this prenup done. Dude, what do the investors of Loverboy think about you being a puss on national TV? How about that? And listen, Kyle, before you get angry at me, I'm a crier, too. Me, you, Tom Sandoval, we could fucking cry it out like bros any day of the week. You know, these people that listen to this podcast, Kyle, they've heard me cry at least, at least conservatively 123 times. Conservatively. I'm, and you, I mean, but I got to tell you, the investors, it might, not even the tears, but just the anger into the tears might make you look, and I just want to throw this out there, unstable. <laughs> for running this multi-million dollar company <laughs> you know what i'm saying like we're so worried about the investors like why don't we really worry about the investors you know like hey elon like let's calm down for a second and uh we cut back to 
the table where the rest of them are. And Paige is like to Amanda, she's like, it's not your trauma, Amanda. Like, you know, it always says something to me that Paige and Amanda are always either sitting down or laying down. And it's like, Kyle's like actively crying. (laughs) They're just kind of lazily, you know, telling each other that it's not their fault. (laughs) You know, which is, I don't know if all girls do that. And that could be a really horribly insensitive thing to say, but it just always strikes me that is that Kyle, I mean, we can all agree. He seems really stressed, right? We can all agree to that. Amanda, I mean, we all deal with stress in different ways, right? But Amanda doesn't walk around looking stressed, you know? Like, she looks kind of relaxed a lot of the times. In fact, the most uh, the most tense she seems is when dealing with Kyle, which really says something in a way. And I like both of them. Um, Amanda goes, Paige, one day you will understand that your partner is a reflection on you. <laughs> Which, by the way, I cannot wait to pull that clip three years from now when, like, Craig farts on a school bus and Paige is like, you embarrassed me. have no idea why I just used that as an example. What does fart on a school bus even mean, folks? Is that even a bad thing? Like, how big of a fart are we talking about here? I don't even know. It's late. Uh, so Carl, you know, St. Carl, like, what would Carl do? Carl comes over and goes, hey, bud, hey, hey. Hey, hey, you're doing the best you can. You're doing the best you can, man. All I want, you know, you know, all I want you to do is just, you know, just, just relax, man. And Kyle's like, all I want, all I do is I want to come out here and relax. And then everyone talks over each other. Oh my God, really? He's like, he, this all started because Luke, he asked Luke about Nicole and, and Luke was starting to talk about his, you know, hook up from DMs and nobody was really listening to poor Luke. And this set Kyle over, Kyle loves to listen to people and it just sent him over the edge. And, you know, I love the thought that Kyle comes to the summer house to relax, which I think just means like get wasted, you know, which is commendable. I feel this is truly going to be an unhinged, it already is. An unhinged recap because I have to stop every five minutes to like cough the tickle out of my throat. Um, okay, so there's like it, they're doing the summer love and editing thing where they go between the girls' table and Kyle, Carl, and and Danielle, and then Lindsay eventually walks over too. So <laughs> Kyle, Carl, and Danielle, they're now like. They look like they're in front of like a house of some sort, which is weird because they were just at a restaurant and uh, it's weird. And Kyle's just like crying and there's like this little like pogo horse or like little hobby horse in front of the house. It's just weird. Kyle's like, we can't even get a florist proposal for less than 15 fucking thousand dollars, dude. Um, we cut to Paige asking for to-go boxes for the food. Then we cut back to Kyle and Carl, and they're hugging. And Carl goes, I've ruined dinners worse than this, bro. And then we get a flashback three summers ago. We have a flashback of Danielle and Carl going at it. I, you know, you, you sometimes forget, and anybody that's new to Summer House, you have to, you have to remember, you have to educate yourself uh, that Carl used to be a walking mess, a three he has three testicles, which doesn't make you a mess, but I just wanted to point that out as a descriptor. He is—he ju- was just a walking mess. He really would get loaded, and he was an asshole. 
so that was three summers ago. We get a two summers ago flashback where Kyle's like, yeah, you, you know, well, Lindsay's like, don't activate me. You have not seen me activated. And Carl goes, you take me as someone who uh, gives a shit. <laughs> Guys, I've said this before, but I think I need to emphasize this. I used to play basketball with Carl. And when I say basketball, I used to be the guy on the sidelines that were praying that I never went into the game, but I just was there for male camaraderie, you know, camaraderie and friendship, like the fellowship of the ring. Um, so we had this basketball team called Vipers, Vipers can't lose. And we even have jerseys and stuff. And it, it was like a community basketball league you could join in Los Angeles. And, Carl crashed on my buddy Nick, who I got to see Nick this past weekend. It was his daughter's first birthday, best friend. And he, uh, which by the way, I always say this, how, what age do you stop? Like, like it, as I get older, it does feel silly to like go, this is my best friend. Like you realize how silly that is. You realize it, it is this weird kind of elitism, you know, it's like, this is my best friend and it's like what about all the other friends well they're just not as good they're good but they're not the best you know and i feel like it's like a driver's license like those things need to get up like every four years you're like did not renew the best friend license nope um but carl crashed on nick's couch for a bit and i like (laughs) like randomly i was like you know like facebook how you just have all these random friends over the years you collect And I don't, you know, I never really used Facebook for, I use every social media for the same thing. Just stupid jokes, Facebook, stupid jokes, Twitter, stupid jokes, Instagram, stupid jokes. And I've been doing it forever and fucking, I've been following Carl and Carl follows me on Facebook for for the last last, like 14 years, (laughs) something insane. And like, so Nick is like, yeah, man. And like, I guess I, I, I've been out drinking with Carl many times, and I don't really remember that much about him. Like, we were just a bunch of guys that would all just drink at Barney's Beanery and stupid shit like that. And he crashed on Nick's place, which means we were drinking back at Nick's place, too. Like, how wild is that? This is way, like, he was just the guy that slept on Nick's couch for a bit. Isn't that wild? Like, that's why I've always wanted to interview Carl. I mean, for many reasons now. But just to be like, yo, dude, that's crazy, man. Like, I know you. <laughs> and that was a so bad it's good pivot. Uh, but still Summer House related. So uh, so we get back to the actual scene. Kyle is just, he's on the yellow hobby horse in front of the house. And it's just one of the most pathetic images that I've ever seen. Kyle, I think Kyle just... For some reason, whether it's him chasing birds or saying that he likes sharks, the man creates moments. And he creates, like, a lot of his work is just solo work. Like, I wasn't even seeing Carl and Danielle in the scene. I was just zoned in on Kyle. He's just crying on a yellow hobby horse. Like, that's beautiful, you know? And uh, Carl's like, I see it firsthand, dude. All this energy that you're putting out there, you know, you, you know, you don't want to put that energy into a negative spiral. You know, we can't have that. And Kyle says, oh, hey, I think, I think, I think we got to get out of here. Uh, and the people that own the house, I guess this is an actual house people are staying at. They, 
they walk behind the cry. They walk it like right next to the crying Kyle on the hobby horse. <laughs> and he's like, sorry, we're, sorry, we're in your house. And the guy's like, no problem. And Kyle's like, thanks for having me. Which is like, that's my dream, man. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Like, I'm I'm picturing that like an Airbnb. Can you imagine? I I get that Airbnb, and then I just randomly bump into the summer house, you know, cast. Like that guy's running in. Like that guy's just walking into his house. He's like, uh, night, guys. I would fucking be like, let me grab a cider. I will be back out in a second. Kyle, what the fuck, man? You good? What's going on, bro? Like, I would be totally up to date. I'd be like, real quick. I've watched every season, but fill me in what's happening right now. Carl, tell me what's going on. Kyle, what are you? How many espresso martinis in are you? You need another one? What's up, bro? Let's party. Let's hang. Let's talk this out. I'd start matching his crying immediately. It would be amazing. And I'd be like, is Andrea here? Let me hug that silly bastard. And then I'd be like, tell me Alex is here. Because I would go give Alex a pep talk. I'd be like, dude, it gets better. Just hang in, dude. Hang in. You know? We got to uh, Amanda and Paige. Um, no, sorry. We got to Andrea and Paige and Andrea's on his phone looking sad. And Paige is like, is this, is this girl making you out of your head? Like, come on, man. If you bumped into your person tonight, that person would be freaked out about how you're acting right now, which is kind of weird logic. But I like that Paige was like trying to get him to like pep up a little bit because he's he's sad, Andrea. You know, I'm sad. I can't even eat my pasta. You know, um, Lindsay comes back to Amanda. He's like, "Yo, is it okay if we take Kyle back to the house to Amanda?" And Amanda's like, "I don't give a fuck." <laughs> everybody's leaving at this point. Sierra and Maya go to this club, Kalissa, I guess, by themselves, which I've got to say, I really like their friendship. I, you know, I'm hit or miss on Sierra, but I do enjoy Sierra and Maya's friendship. And I think there's something nice in there of two people that are not from the beginning of the show, kind of finding their own way on the show. Sierra, I like this relationship with Maya because so often Sierra has really relied on the Hannah last season or the Paige friendship to kind of, and she's always been overshadowed by those friendships. What I love about the Maya is she's able to provide a, um, not inspiration, but support for Maya She's able to provide that, but then in doing so, is able to kind of like, stay, you know, come into her own a little bit, kind of stand on her own two feet instead of just being at Paige's beck and call, you know? Um, so it's 11.44 p.m. Carl and Kyle, Lindsay and Danielle come in the summer house. At 12.13 p.m., Amanda, Paige, Alex, Andrea, and Luke come in. Luke uh, says to Alex, I'm going to have a beer and sit by the fire. And I was like, damn right you are, Luke. Um by the way, poor Alex, man. Alex is walking around like a guy that knows he's not going to be on next season of the show. You know what I'm saying? In fact, it was so sad this week. I posted something about, oh, two judgy girls posted something like, who's your favorite cast member of Summer Else? And I said, Alex, I love ground turkey, which I do love ground turkey. Um, it's a really good diet thing to, to eat, but Poor Alex commented. He was like, oh, you know, I second that. Or, you know, even though I know this is like a joke. And and I wrote back to Alex. I said, dude, you get your head into the game, man. You are a part of this. Like, I was like trying to give him a pep talk because I'm like, I get we're all like poking fun. But remember, you're just the new guy. And, you know, we, we look at these things, these little like these little silly things about eating a lot of protein. And we jump on that because 
we're assholes, but we also like a good laugh. And those are solid laughs that don't really hurt anybody's feelings. It might hurt Alex's. But what I'm saying is you got to rise above that. And then I also told him, why didn't you ask out Sierra when you were on the bus last week? He didn't answer me back. He probably thought that was weird. But I was like, you should have made your move. He does ask Sierra to the prom later, but it was an episode too late. He did it too late, but that's fine. He's finding his footing. I genuinely believe, in fact, I was talking to Carrie. Uh, You guys know Carrie. She's been on the podcast a couple of times. I think she's on Sophie's podcast this week as well. I love her. I think she's just an amazing writer and just so funny and so sharp, which when I say so sharp, I feel like I'm like my third grade teacher or something. She's just so so smart. Uh, Or I feel like Forrest Gump. He's just so smart, Jenny. He's so smart. When he's out by the, the tree and he's talking to Jenny's grave about his smart son. He's just, you should see him, Jenny. He knows how to, how to, how to long divide. Um, <laughs> Carrie Whitmer. So Carrie was, we were having a discussion about Alex and DMs because that's what grown people do. And I was just saying, like, I believe, like, I would give Alex's, I would love to see Alex ease into it a little bit much. You know, like, you know how, like, people, like, are, uh, he's too on top of it. He's too aware. He's too nervous. You can sense all of these things. But I'm such a pro at watching reality shows that I appreciate that. Like, I get it. But I also say, let's give him a second season. See what he does, man. Like, Rome wasn't built in a day. Like, listen, it probably took a long time for Alex to get the body he has. Let, let's give him a little bit of a shot. Because eventually, I'm telling you, how these things usually work is they usually relax into it. And then he might provide us with some amazing content. And if he doesn't, we'll get him, we'll get rid of him after the second season. But I hate the Alex erasure. We're really just the Alex erasure has to stop. We've got to, he is part of this, damn it. And, we, you know, when you are in a family, you do not abandon family. There's a reason why he is chosen. Like, what if we find out in the final episode, like, something huge? Because I keep thinking, like, I don't understand this. There's the casting usually isn't this off. Like there must be some like deep, dark, hidden secret. Like he might have superpowers or something. This guy could be a vampire. We don't even know, you know? Um, so it's 12, 13 PM. They all come in. Okay. Alex, <laughs> Luke is making a fire doing what he does best. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'll just sit there. Like, like you just see Luke poking a stick into some rocks. And I'm like, for some reason, like ecstatic. I'm like, yeah, man, this is, this is content right here. Amanda's in bed with Paige and goes, what a night. These people fucking love to sit and lay down. Uh, we cut back and forth from outside to inside. Luke says, now we got a fire going. And I'm like, yeah, we do. <laughs> Up in the bed, Amanda and Paige are telling each other they look pretty. Uh, back downstairs, Kyle comes out by the fire. Uh, Luke goes, love you, buddy. Love, love you, buddy. And Kyle goes, people jump on the smallest opportunity to make me look like the biggest asshole. And Alex goes, it's it's not easy to share. (laughs) Poor poor Alex. He's probably nervous around Kyle, too, because he thinks Kyle runs the house, you know? So Alex is like, come on, dude, you got to say the right thing. Uh, Fuck, fuck. Uh, Is it my turn? It's not easy to share. Okay, did I do it? Okay, I fucking said a line. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, now I can just enjoy the fire. Okay. Um... Luke says, yeah, man, you asked me about Nicole, and I thought I could inform everybody about her, and no one listened. And Kyle says, I wanted to throw up in my mouth. (laughs) So vivid. Kyle wanted to throw up in his mouth. Amazing. Um, 
go back up to Amanda and Paige, uh, you know, Amanda's like, because I care about Kyle so much, I keep telling him, don't do this. You know, I keep telling him not to do this. Paige starts falling asleep. So Amanda goes to her own bed. It's one twenty-eight a.m. We see Maya and Sierra at the club with those little firework candles. They're having a good time. We cut to Luke telling Kyle that tonight was a lot. Then we see four boxes, plink, 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 the special effect on screen. Uh, Luke goes into the side room next to Kyle and Amanda's room. I guess that's his room and goes, see you in the morning. And Kyle goes, it is the morning. <laughs> it's three fifty-three AM and Sierra and Maya come in and they're in sweats. Did you guys notice that they were in different clubs at the different clothes at the club? And then they came in in sweats. So I'm like, where did they change in the sweats? If they're just getting in the house at three fifty-three AM, I don't think production makes them change out of their fancy clothes before they hit the door. Were they with dudes that gave them sweats? Like, what's going on here? Uh, okay, so next morning, guess who we see first? You know it, buddy. Carl, 8, 12 a.m. Let's go on a run. Four boxes. Beep, 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 beep. Um, <laughs> Maya's making, like, French toast, and Alex is like, hey, what's going on? Can I, can I help? And she's like, you can make some coffee. You know, I think Alex was like, damn, she's already in the kitchen before me. Um, Amanda and Kyle are in bed with each other. And Amanda's like, last night was ridiculous. I'm disappointed how you handled yourself. And he just looks at her. He's like, what? And she's like, there's a hundred different ways to handle it. The way you did, you were getting really upset at people. You were not handling yourself well. You cannot treat people that way. And he's like, treat? I tried to get people's attention. Um, and she's like, you're also the guilty party. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm the dictator. Is that it? And she's like, you can't get so mad at people. And he's like, I only got mad after the dictator comment. It is blown out of proportion. And she's like, why are you like this? Why are you so hard to talk to? This is just typical, you know, 20 days before marriage talk. Um, we cut to Paige talking to Sierra. She's like, there is so much rage inside Kyle and it comes out in the worst way. And Sierra's like, yeah, I can't, I can tell your parents never beat your ass. And I'm like, Sierra, calm down. And Kyle, back to the Kyle and Amanda conversation, she's, he's like, it's bullshit and you know it. And he's like, well, I'm just going to tell someone to fuck off today. And I was like, damn, you know, whatever. Um, at this point, also, I was just worried about their sleep because they all went to bed at like 3.53 in the morning, Kyle did, and it's like still early. I'm like, man, Kyle truly does go on like four hours of sleep. I'm like, how are these people doing it? It just doesn't make sense. It's Saturday, 11.02 a.m. Uh, Lindsay's in the kitchen. They're all in the kitchen. She's like, I love French toast. And they also made pancakes and waffles. Alex is just watching. Like, I feel like, you know, you know what it is? Oh my God, I just realized this. I thought this of, what's her name from Roni one season, but do you think Alex is dead? Do you think he's a ghost? Like this, he could be like Bruce Willis in Sixth Sense. You know what I'm saying? Like I see dead people. Like, like oh, Elise in New York. Like, I feel like there's just scenes where Alex is just staring at people and nobody like acknowledges him at, well, as, like, at all. He's a ghost. Alex sees dead people, man. Like, I'm telling you. Oh. Luke goes, can I be a fuckboy and just eat all the, the pancakes, waffles, and French toast? And Paige comes down to eat. She eats, and she's like, I'm going to shower. Okay. Um, Andrea comes out to see how Kyle is doing outside. And Kyle's like, oh, I'm in the doghouse, man. I hate it. 
uh, Paige says, oh my God, you guys, Craig, my boyfriend, he is stuck at the border and he only has his Amex on him. He was in Canada for a bachelor party and now he could be stuck there. She's like, Craig's in Montreal and I knew he wasn't going to make it to prom, but it's kind of a bummer, but I guess I signed up for long distance. Uh, Lindsay uh, talks to Carl. She goes, Leo, can you help me pick out a bathing suit? We cut to Robert coming in the room. Uh, no, sorry, Robert coming into the house, uh, Danielle's boyfriend. Luke greets him with a big hub, hug, hug, a big hug hub house. Um, this is like, I love this mess. There's like five different things happening in the summer house. None of them are important, but I love it. Amanda's tweezing her eyebrows. Uh, Carlito is looking at Lindsay's bathing suit. There's like a red piece, there's like a two piece. He's like, definitely go with the two piece. Uh, Kyle is talking to himself in the bathroom. He's like, I hate this toilet paper, two ply. And Amanda goes, Who are you talking to? And he's like, Whoever will listen. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to Maya answering Oliver's FaceTime. And she's like, so are you going to go to prom with me? And he's like, I will, I will. And she's like, what are you going to wear? It's casual. She's like, I'll be in a gown. And she's kind of playing like tough, but you can tell she's excited, which is cute. Like, I love that when that part of the relationship where it's like, you're kind of admitting you like each other. So, you know, there's like that excitement there, or at least that's how I read this of like, you're letting your guard down a little bit and being stupid and kind of, you know, like this is the, the nice part of the relationship. Um, he goes, these cookies you made are really good, actually. And she's like, what do you mean, actually? We cut to Andrea in his sad sunglasses. He's laying on the bed. He's laying on a bed and Alex and Luke are in there. And Luke's like, yep, summer is over, man. The pumpkin spice lattes are about to come out. And Luke's like, have you been talking to any other girls? And he goes, no. Not ready. No, not ready. He's just like <laughs> sitting there with his glasses on. And Alex goes, come on, man. You're my best friend. This is the last weekend. You know, he's like in a talking head. You know, Andrea's my best friend in the house. And we don't need no fun, Andrea. We need maximum fun, Andrea. And Alex, I would like to challenge you. We do not need no fun, Alex. We need maximum fun, Alex. Or even just medium fun. Um, we cut to Alex lifting bags to the car because they're going to go to the beach. Kyle's in this kind of like nice, not one piece, but it was like this matching uh, flower button-up shirt short combination, which I loved, which by the way, Carrie, who I mentioned earlier, we were DMing about Alex. Carrie said her boyfriend got really into Summer House and he actually had some hot takes. He says that uh, Kyle's the best looking guy in the show. Gotta tell you, I think I agree with Gary's boyfriend. Also said that at certain angles, Carl is not that good looking. And I agree with that as well. If you get Carl from a, a weird angle, he does look, there's like a Cro-Magnon thing happening. And don't worry, I know he's much better looking than I ever will be. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying from different angles, Carl's a very interesting looking guy. And sometimes one of those angles, very hot, right? Some of them not. But, uh... You know, said also Paige and I think I, I might be putting words in Carrie's boyfriend's mouth, but I think he didn't like Paige and Craig, which I think would make sense. I, I might be making that up. I'll, I'll find out. But um, we're at the beach. Carl's playing football catch or just football. That's that's what a guy calls it that doesn't really play a lot of sports. He's playing football catch. Um <laughs> 
We're like, 69, set, hike. All the guys are throwing uh, the ball. All the guys are uh, playing with their shirts off, except for Robert, Danielle's boyfriend. And this is another thing. I hate to keep being a narcissist, putting myself in the scene, but I just kept imagining, like, I could never be in, like, I want to be in the summer house parties. I don't want to be in this scene. Like, it would be my worst nightmare of, like, Ryan, why don't you play uh, football with them? And they're like, shirts and skins. And then they make me be scan, and I have to take my shirt off in front of all these ripped dudes. Like, that's my nightmare. That literally is my nightmare. But also, I'm like, Robert, what are you hiding? Why are you leaving your shirt on? It reminds me, there's this movie Top Gun, which the Top Gun Maverick Tom Cruise sequel comes out in May. And there's this volleyball scene in Top Gun, you guys. And it's the most homoerotic scene ever because it's all these, like, greased-up dudes that are ripped playing volleyball on a beach. And the music behind it is a song from Kenny Kenny Lockins called Playing With The Boys. Like, how on the nose do you have to be playing with the boys? And it's a bunch of greased-up dudes. And it's shot like, I remember as a kid going, this is cool. And then as an adult, I'm like, this is really gay. Um, but the only person in that scene in Top Gun not wearing a shirt is Anthony Edwards, who plays the character Goose, who dies later. And I was like, you know, I always thought that scene was like showing us something. Like, he wouldn't join in with the other dudes, so they had to kill... I don't know. I've read too much into Top Gun, I think. But it just... I don't know. There was a striking similarity to the football scene with the Top Gun volleyball scene. I can't be the only one who thought that. (laughs) We cut to Lindsay talking to the girls in the beach, and and she was like, you know, Ahmed and I were not communicating on the same level, and we get a flashback of them fighting... And she's like, I want to enjoy my last weekend together. And we made the healthy decision not to be together. And Maya says, yeah, you had the beginning, middle, and end of a relationship in one week. Uh, And a talking head, Lindsay goes, you know, I move on a a lot quicker when a guy shows me he's not the one for me. Um, And in a talking head, Lindsay's like, you know, this summer's been a lot. I've dated a lot. I've moved on a lot. I've ghosted even. And I don't regret any of it. Uh, I like that Lindsay likes herself. It's just, I don't like, I've never had that kind of confidence or really enjoyment of myself as you see some of these people on reality shows do. And I like that. Like I like people that like themselves. I want to be more like that. You know, um, we cut to Carl and Kyle having another bro talk. Uh, and Carl's like, how you doing brother? And he's like, I hate that I'm in the doghouse. <laughs> Kyle must say that word a lot. Um, Carl goes, how we represent ourselves in public is important. And by the way, it is. Remember, Carl works with Kyle too. And he's like, I see, I see everything you're going through front and center center, and you have to control what you can control and leave the rest to, you know, whatever. And Kyle's like, I don't take a moment from me and it's coming out in unhealthy ways. And Kyle's like, the summer has come and gone and I'm trying not to lose my mind for anything. You know, one thing will just set me spiraling. It's like a lot, man. I always love that Kyle's always like the summer has come and gone. There's something very like Tennessee Williams, you know, there's another summer's come and gone. I have some mint juleps as the sun goes. You know, it's very, it's very epic. You know, when he talks about summer, the summer, another summer's come and gone. How many of these summers we got left mama? Um, Carl says, Hey, I feel it too, man. We're all going through this together. You're going to pull it off. In a talking head, he goes, I give him a lot of credit, but I wish he would just communicate better. 
And Carl's like, take these next couple weeks, and it's okay if you need a break. We cut to a Jenny Craig commercial with Brittany Cartwright, Jax's wife. I lost 22 pounds in three Um, And I got to tell you, the the, the Brittany commercial is really growing on me. I'm liking it better than the Shannon Bedore postage commercial, which was my um, most recent Housewives commercial favorite. And yes, folks, I do know that Jax has his used clothing up on Instagram. He has created an account, and uh, it turns out we're the same, same shoe size. So if anybody wants to grab me a pair of Jax Taylor's used sneakers, it would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> Man, I just, I now, like, I'm going to be thinking, like, I need to own something from Jax's closet. I do. I think it's just imperative. I need to do it, and then I need to sage the shit out of it, and it'll make a great TikTok. I will say I will get Jax Taylor clothing, and then I'll do – I'll have like a psychic medium or something tell me something about – you know, there's just tons of things you can do with Jax Taylor used clothing. There just is, but I am very aware of it. Thank you for everybody letting me know. Uh, we come back from commercial, uh, more beach ant- antics. Um <laughs> Kyle, they put Kyle Entrepreneur up when Kyle's in a scene. And Carl's like, swear to God, man, I love you, bro. Andrea, we see with his sad sunglasses on the phone looking sad. Uh, Kyle comes up to Amanda. He's like, you look super hot. Am I allowed to say that? And she's like, you are. If only you could be nice, all, this nice all the time. Kyle on a talking head says, I've done this before. I bottle things up and then I explode. And we get three seasons ago, Kyle crying on an island saying, I'm on an island. <laughs> Kyle says, I stand by what I say. I'm usually right, but the delivery is wrong. Pretty much the story of my life. You maybe should look into that. I always like, and I'm like this too, is I'm very self-aware of how horrible, like when I'm truly horrible, like I'm self-aware, like, you know what's wrong with me? Like I do this, this, and this, and I say it specifically, but then I still do it. Like what's, what is up with that? Can we, when we talk about that, we cut to Andrea and Alex and Alex is trying to give Andrea a pep talk. He's like, you're on your phone all the time at the beach, man. And this is like, I literally was like, this is like my parents to me. You're on your phone all the time. And Alex is like, you need to detach from that girl, Lexi, man. You don't want to let this girl ruin your prom. You know, it's not worth it, man. Let's just have a little bit of a better outlook. You know, hang with friends. That's why I'm here, Alex tells Andrea. And I'm like, Alex, I don't. I honestly don't know if all these people know your name. So uh, I love you, but, you know. Carl asks Lindsay, how's my prom date? And she's like, great. How's my prom date? And like, great. Uh, Maya and Sierra see a whale in the ocean. That's exciting. Um, they're all back from the beach now. They get out of their cars. Luke has a handle on his wood pile. Like, it looked like a briefcase, but it was like wood. I was like, that's interesting. Uh, they're like, last weekend. They're all in the kitchen. Sierra's looking for sandwich bread. They're just making sandwiches. And Lindsay refrained from a, when is the last time you made me a sandwich joke, which was nice. Uh, Carl presents Lindsay. He goes, I present you a cheesy. And it was like a piece of cheese. And I'm telling you, this is now three for three where they've said lame-ass jokes to each other. And they think each other are hysterical. And it's like, fuck already. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, you're like, I present you a cheesy. I'm like, that is the the only people laughing at shit like that are people that really like the other person. You know what I'm saying? In fact, test that out. Test that out with your crush this week. Say, I present you a cheesy and like give the person, your crush a piece of cheese. (laughs) Hopefully you know your crush. If not, it's going to be completely really weird. Um, 
but do that and see if they if they laugh hysterically. Then you're like, oh, this person likes me back. Uh, Sierra goes, why am I so gassy? And that is like, dude, I'm so good at this shit. Did I not tell you guys four, four weeks ago that Sierra has some kind of intestinal issues? Like she was shitting like up a storm and Kyle said the bathroom stunk. Then she said she was farting the other day. Like Sierra's got some real shit going down, you know? And like, I'm only saying that as somebody that's a similar way. Like I'm not better than Sierra. Um, Carl is stealing snacks and is putting them in his closet. And Paige is like, he's like a squirrel. Carl, like, hides snacks. They're all uh, changing into comfy clothes. And Luke's like, time to make one last fire. Let's make one for the road. Because, you know, last weekend. But, I, dude, this, I love this so much. Like, I know this. I know this. When you get, to the, get back from a thing and you're all getting on your comfy clothes and you're going to sit around as a group, man. I know this. I've been here. We've all been in situations like this. I love it so much. Paige says, I can't believe how the weather's changed so suddenly. It's not the summer anymore. Paige also says, this summer is one of the most fun and the closest we've ever been. Amanda says, hey, guys, if you see any flowers, pick them. I might need them for my wedding since our florist disappeared. And a talking head, Amanda goes, we now have to find a florist on top of everything else. Out of sight, out of mind, though. And Kyle says, uh, or they ask where Kyle's going to stay on the night before the wedding. And Kyle says, uh, or Amanda says, going to stay in a hotel. I'm going to stay at my parents' place. And Kyle goes, I'm going to wank it so hard that night. Man, I let out I let out a guffaw. I was like, oh, 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 Kyle, you're crazy. We cut to Luke uh, calling Nicole uh, from his bed. And he's like, do you, do you like this angle? You can see up my nostrils. He's FaceTiming her. And I got to say, man, like I love, I don't love, I hate when good looking people FaceTime and they have to like do an extreme angle to even try to look ugly. And then they can make a joke about how, how ugly they look. And it's like, motherfucker, I can hold the, if I FaceTime, I've got to literally hold it at like one angle to even look, ex, like look acceptable. Like I don't use face. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a technology called FaceTime. I don't fucking use it. Cause I'm like, I don't need you seeing my face at different angles. No, thank you. No. But people like Luke are all like, Oh, look, look you can see up my nostrils. It must look really bad. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, Love you, Luke, but come on. Uh, we cut to Carl and Lindsay hugging in the kitchen. Lindsay's like, I don't like when you're not close to me. Um, upstairs in Paige's bedroom, she's like, maybe Craig is uh, will answer his FaceTime. And he does. He's like, hey. And she was like, I knew you were going to be in the bed. And Paige's like, I wanted to say hi and that you're cute. And I wanted to hear your voice. And he goes, miss you guys. Craig, we miss you guys. You're not, hey, you're not official summer house, bro. You can miss Paige, and that's it. Uh, she goes, go back to sleep. And he goes, okay. And they hang up, and Paige's like, oh, my God, that was so cute. We cut to Kyle doing what he does best, a scene by himself, eating a pie in the kitchen by himself. And he's like, into it. he's like, yeah. This man does the best solo work ever, and he's a stress eater. Uh, but, like, yeah, Kyle is an island. He does his best scenes by himself. Lindsay brings up Paige and Sierra Water in their bedroom downstairs Kyle's in the bedroom with Amanda and he just plops in on the bed and falls asleep and Amanda's like Kyle we have to start looking for florists as soon as we get home uh Lindsay's telling Sierra and Paige that going to prom she's going to prom with Carl and she's excited and she's like well I should we should we spend three days of the week not even including this together uh the summer house uh Sierra says uh 
you know, I don't have a date for the prom. I made a lot of bad decisions this summer. Uh, Austin, I had girl drama, boy drama, you know, and I hit my wits end. So to prom, I go alone. We cut to four boxes. We are now up. It's a new day. Andrea's in his little briefs, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a boxer briefs guy, but he's a little briefs guy. Um, and I was like last weekend, last weekend, um, they're all getting up. Everybody's happy that it's prom day. Alex, uh, looks like he's already been in the kitchen for an hour. He's just like sitting there at the table and everybody's walking in and he's eating, he's eating French toast. It's like, man, Alex, you know, you really, this is changing him. He's eating carbs. Um, Kyle says, I got to go on a run. I'm feeling a little heavy in the belly. Carl says to Paige, you seem chipper this morning. And she's like, I love the prom. Uh, we find out Luke's lady, Nicole, is getting here at 12, and he's going to go get her. Andrea wakes up. He's already wearing his sad sunglasses. Like, dude, my theory is that Andrea has been a mess this whole weekend and has just been crying nonstop. The dude is emotional. I love it. I love it. Um, they're going to set up for prom, which means Paige is going to go up to her bedroom. Everybody's doing the work. Paige goes, ooh, this coffee just hit me. Got to go. Um there's a decoration montage. The you know Lindsay's putting up the red carpet. Paige calls her mom Kim, and Kim's like, "It's one p.m. and you're still in your pajama." And they're like, "It's prom themed. I'm going as Andrea. He asked me. We're just friends." Um, and she's like, "How's Craig?" And he's like, "He's been texting me every single day, uh, every single day, all day." Um, Lindsay goes up the stairs and goes to Danielle. I need your help with something. I want, I want to write Carl a note. And what, what do I say, Danielle? And Danielle goes, dear Carl, I love your fucking guts. Uh, Carl, by the way, Kyle, by the way, is wearing a trop hop shirt with his Austin's beer company. And I was like, oh, fuck that, man. Um, Lindsay's like, should I write this letter in Shakespearean? My dearest Carl, I am beyond thrilled. We cut to Sierra checking in on Maya, who's doing her hair. We cut back to Lindsay, uh, writing the letter. I'm so excited to go to prom with you. And, uh, the only other person I'd rather go with is Tom Hardy, um, in the whole wide world. But I want to go with you. Robert comes in and she's like what do i write robert robert and he's like i feel closer to you than ever before and he's like no i've never felt closer to you than when you had your fingers inside me robert says and there's a flashback to the scene a couple seasons ago when kyle tells amanda that they finger banged and didn't even make out which still is just amazing remember that was in an episode is that Lindsay and carl hooked up but didn't even hook up he just finger blasted her which i just love that we're we're having opening open, honest discussions about finger banging because of this one moment um, from seasons ago. And they didn't even make out. Uh, Lindsay's like laughing that Robert says this. And she's like, yeah, the one time you cuddle me from the inside out. Uh, Danielle lets us know she went to prom with one of her gay best friends. And this just doesn't feel the same. We cut to Luke pulling up on the bike with Nicole. And he's like, welcome to the big house, babe. <laughs> Carl gets the note from Lindsay under the door. And he's like, hee, hee, hee. You know, it's cute. Um, Robert says, I'm dressing like Charleston today because we're moving there. And Daniel says nothing. And he's like, that's not a resounding yes. Carl reads the note. He laughs. Uh, and we hear Lindsay's voiceover. He loves it. We cut to Nicole showing uh, her prom dress to Luke. She has very big breasts and tattoos. Luke says, you have the hottest dress. You're going to have the hottest dress here. Um, we find out Lindsay gets the note back from Carl and it says to Lindsay Hub's house from Carlito. I'm also so excited to go to prom with you. 
These last 7.5 months I couldn't have done without you. Let's close this summer out with a bang. No fingers. Love, Carlito. And there, it's really cute. It's really cute. I love love. Uh, we cut to Paige putting in Maya's boobies in her dress. Uh, we cut to Alex dressing. We cut to Amanda. Uh, and she hears Kyle open a can. And she's like, are you drinking Loverboy on the toilet? Oh, God, this show is so good. Alex sings a song saying, I'm always the first one ready. I'm always the first one ready. It's amazing, Alex. I love it. Um, Carl has a jacket that is spray painted on the back, says the Hamptons prom 2021. Uh, Kyle has a, um, a tuxedo jacket without a shirt on. Andrea comes in with his sad sunglasses on. Carl says to Luke, um, asks Luke about Nicole. And says, has she ever been to the Hamptons before? And he's like, Nope, never before. Alex's outfits like studs on studs. Lindsay goes, Carlito, I'm coming down. And, uh, and it's a really gorgeous dress, Carl says. Um, he They do quadruple kisses. And this is Lindsay's actual prom dress. Junior prom 2003, the year that Halle Berry won the Oscar, she says. Halle wore this dress, and I had to have it, so I saved up all my money, $400, and this dress needed another moment. And Carl goes, you look really sexy. And she's like, I was pleasantly surprised my boobs fit into it since they have been enhanced. Luke tells Nicole that she looks amazing in her dress, introducing everyone to Nicole. And they do this whole, like, gather around children, and they do a stare photo. And all of a sudden, we hear a knock at the door. And by the way, we see this photo being taken. Alex is cut out of the fucking photo. Like, I think Nicole even made it in there. Alex is out of that photo. It was so sad. And guess who's at the door, folks? Craig, Mr. Attention Lover himself. Craig is there. Paige's face is really cute, though. She's like, what? She's totally surprised. But I felt bad for Andrea. I felt really bad for Andrea. Um, because it's like, oh, he's from, you know, this guy can't catch a break. I was hoping Craig like texted Andrea to like give him a heads up because, you know, and Andrea had, like was really nice about it. Like, oh, but now they're all taking prom photos outside. Alex asks Sierra, will you be my prom date? And he's like, in a talking head, overthinking's gotten me nowhere. But, you know, he keeps calling his boutonniere a boutonnet. I, I don't know. He says, I've tried to make moves. Nothing worked out. Might as well just shoot my shot. But he's just so funny. He's just so two left feet with that. And I'm the same way. But it's just, it's just not natural when he tries to hit on people. And it's fine. It's just interesting, you know? Luke goes, let's get this party started. All the people are coming in. Which, by the way, the extras in the scene are wild. Because, you know, you have everybody dressed up as prom. And then you have people that just look they're like shipped out of like... I don't know, like a Salvation Army. I'm not even, it's just like a very interesting crew of people. Uh, Kyle goes to health, happiness, and sending it. Um, somebody asked Carl and Lindsay, are you dating? And uh, Carl goes, do we look like we should be dating? And Lindsay's like, can't deny. Uh, there's a pogo stick that Andrea is trying to do and he can't do it. Paige is upstairs with Sierra going, should I change? And Sierra's like, it would be epic if you changed into a new dress for Craig. Uh, and then she goes, Paige, I took two shots of tequila and I feel real weird. Sierra cries when Paige comes out in Sierra's dress. And, uh, and Paige's like, calm down, calm down. 
And Carl was talking to Lindsay downstairs and she's like, I can't imagine this summer without you. And she's like, I can't imagine it without you. And he's like, look, I showed up. And she's like, yeah, you look so good. It's making me nervous. And then Lindsay's like, do you think Dante is going to DJ a slow dance song? And he's like, yes, I want to slow dance with you. Oh, you guys getting good. Uh, Sierra gets Craig and goes, I have a surprise for you. And then brings her, brings him over to Paige. And he's like, you look so good, baby. Um, Andrea's telling everybody, come across, come across. Come, come on, come on. He's like, cheers to summer 2021. Let's fucking go. And he's finally like old Andrea's, like really getting into it. And I was like, yeah, fun Andrea's finally here, man. Oliver, Maya's date comes in. He's not dressed up as all. At all. And Maya's like, bro, what the fuck are you wearing? Andrea picks up Oliver. He's like, Oliver. It's just fun. Amanda FaceTimes her mom, Donna. And she's like, I wanted to show you my outfit. And she's drinking like a little tiny shot of Fireball. And Amanda's like, I'm exhausted. Which is funny because she's been laying around a lot. Kyle walks in and Amanda's like, this is a prom theme party, mom. And this is what your future son-in-law wears. And uh, the mom's like, 20 days out. And the mom says, you guys have to be engaged with us more, which is just like, (laughs) I love that you really get the sense that they're a real couple because like, we've all heard our parents like, I I need you to pull it together, you guys. Come on, come on. Amanda says, I don't want to think about this. I'm going to go have a breakdown, which by the way, you know, I want to say this lovingly. It's like that. This might be part of Amanda's problem is that maybe you do need to think about things instead of putting them off. Her mom goes, you can't break down. Kyle sits down, gets on the phone, and Amanda goes, I can't let, we can't let my mom know we don't have a florist. I don't want our parents to know until we figure it out, which is, I think, I get it. And Kyle says, hey, real talk. I broached the topic of the prenup with your dad at the cake tasting. Um, And I would love to make a little headway in that conversation, which is like, right now you want to make a little headway? You idiot. We cut to Craig doing shots with everyone in the kitchen. We cut back to Amanda. And Amanda's like, your investors want to know that I will never have a majority stake. Uh, We go back to the kitchen and the girls are trying to spy and listen on this conversation between Kyle and Amanda. And Craig goes, yo, I don't want to listen. You guys go listen over there. And we'll say good on Craig for that, not being a part of somebody else's business. We go back to Kyle and Amanda. Kyle says, you will never be a majority owner, period. And she's like, what do I get out of this? And Kyle's like, you want to have a fucking fight right now in the middle of this party? And she's like, no. And then uh, he's like, then lay off this. And Kyle's like, God damn it. Andrea is outside going, this is my first prom. We cut back to Amanda. And going, we are so in love and happy. Why would you set me up with nothing? I love that. It's like, we're so in love and happy. I'm like, I'm so confused. Kyle says, I have to explain things to you like a teacher all the time. And I don't want to be a teacher. Amanda says, I need to think about the hypothetical that we're going to be separated as well sometime. And Kyle goes, I'm done. I want to have a nice weekend. This is bullshit. And Paige and Sierra are like spying and like Kyle runs out and they like hide so that Kyle doesn't see him spying. And then we get the worst words that you've ever heard in the history of words next week on the season finale of Summer House. And it's Kaimanda's wedding. Austin is there. Oh, Sierra says she wore a dress. So to let him know that he fucked up. Uh, And then we also see Carl and Lindsay talk about developing feelings for each other, but complicating the relationship could be scary. And then we see Kyle go, this is the worst case scenario that I never saw coming. And I was like, oh my God, Hannah's there. (laughs) You guys, 
what a long episode, but you took a break. I, I, I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, I do consider us family. Uh, I will never pick you up from the airport. No, I probably would. But thank you so much. You really made my birthday very special, and I will never forget it. Here's to a great year with all of us, for all of us, and I will talk to you bright and early on Thursday. Wasn't today a good episode? Bye. Betches.